بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Hazrat Sahal radiyallahu anhu says that one sahabi radiyallahu anhu passed away the sahaba radiyallahu anhu began to praise him they made mention of his excessive ibadah observing silence rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam listened to them when they finished rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked them did he ever remember death the sahaba radiyallahu anhu replied he never used to mention it Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam then asked them did he discard his desires for example he desired to eat something but did not do so the sahaba replied he had never done so Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said this sahabi radiyallahu anhu will not reach those stages which those of you will reach when you do these two things that is remembering death and discarding desires In another hadith it is reported that mention was made of the excessive worship and mujahada of one sahabi in the company of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked to what extent did he remember death? The sahaba radiyallahu anhu replied we never heard him mentioning it. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam then said then he is not of that stage which you understood him to be in. Hazrat Bara radiyallahu anhu says we were with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the burial of one janaza reaching there Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam sat by the side of one grave and cried so much that the ground became wet Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam then said brothers prepare that is for going into the grave this is meant to highlight the importance of remembering death these were some incidents that happened in the time of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that somebody nabi sallallahu inquired about him in this particular manner but the purpose was to give everybody a lesson that if a person is truly aspiring for the highest stages of akhirat then too he has to be remembering that in our case let alone aspiring for for the highest stages of akhirat that too inshallah we should be aspiring for the least or the very basic need for us is to keep remembering death so we stay on the path of deen we save ourselves from sin from getting caught up in haram because when a person forgets death then upon forgetting death then there's nothing to restrain him and this is the reason why in the entire quran sharif from beginning to end the theme that is recurring is akhirat right from the beginning wabil akhirati hum yuqinun right in the early stage early verses of surah baqara right till the end the theme of akhirat recurs because the only thing that can restrain a person from sins haram desires is his consciousness of akhirat that my death could come any moment I'll have to answer for this deed on the day of qiyamah so how can i involve myself in this hazrat shaqiq bin ibrahim rahmatullah alayhi says in four things a person conforms with me by way of his tongue but opposes me by way of his deeds number 1 he says that we are the servants and slaves of allah taala yet he does the deeds of the free people in other words if he is claiming to be a slave of allah taala 
And he should be conducting himself like a slave. A slave doesn't have his own will. A slave is completely subservient to the master. So on the one hand, the claim is that we are the slaves of Allah Ta'ala, yet we conduct ourselves like people who are not slaves in any way. Number two, he says that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is responsible for our sustenance, yet his heart is not at ease upon this responsibility until such time that he is not in the possession of any worldly material. He says that Allah Ta'ala is responsible for our sustenance, yet his heart is not at ease upon this responsibility until such time that he is not in the possession of any worldly material. When he has accepted that Allah Ta'ala is the sustainer, Allah Ta'ala is the nourisher, and he has full faith and yaqeen in this, then he should resign himself to this, make the moderate effort that is required of him, but his heart should be at ease that Allah Ta'ala is the provider. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala declares, وَمَا مِن دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا That there is no creature on earth except that its sustenance, Allah Ta'ala is responsible for it. When Allah Ta'ala has taken responsibility for the sustenance, and a person can do as much as he wishes, he won't get one grain more than what is decreed for him. And neither will one grain which is decreed for him go elsewhere. So when this is the case, that what is decreed for him must come to him. And what is not decreed to him, for him will never come to him. Now all he is responsible for is to make the moderate effort within the limits of Shariat. And making the moderate effort, then whatever is meant for him will come to him. Number three, he says that the hereafter holds virtue over the world. Yet he always worries about hoarding wealth for this world. And he has no worry for the hereafter. He says that the hereafter holds virtue over the world. This is what he will say. And we all say that the real place is Akhirat. And this world is a very temporary place. And there is no guarantee of tomorrow. And we are all headed towards Akhirat. So we all say this. But yet we worry more about hoarding wealth for this world without any worry for the hereafter. As mentioned previously on some occasion, that the normal short-term uh, arrangements a person makes, he saves up something, there's no harm in this. But where there is this 50-year plan, 25-year plan, and a person is building that never-ending empire, and that too just doesn't give him any satisfaction, any contentment, the heart and mind is constantly engrossed in how to keep turning this, then life becomes purposeless. It is just a routine that a person gets into, wakes up in the morning, eats, drinks, goes to work, and comes back and sleeps, and he's just in one, and then if the person is a little bit conscious about deen, then in between somewhere he'll fit in some salah, Put in a little bit maybe, if he's a little bit more conscious of deen, then he'll put in some tilawat also somewhere. Put in some zikr maybe. And once in a while, probably some dini program he'll attend. But the heart and mind will remain engrossed in the same thing, and the life will revolve around the same objective. That becomes the purpose of life. But a purposeless life. Because that is all going to perish one day. So when a person is working so hard all the time for something that's going to perish, without concerning himself, giving due concern for that which is going to remain forever, the akhirat. 
then obviously this is a major problem. So this is what is being mentioned here, that a person says that the hereafter holds virtue over the world, yet he always worries about hoarding wealth for this world without any worry for the hereafter. Hazrat Luqman Hakim said to his son, gave him many advices, one of the advices he gave to him, that work for this world and make an effort for this world to the extent that you are going to be living in this world. And make an effort for the hereafter to the extent that you are going to be in the hereafter. Now what is the proportion? If a person lives 100 years in this world too, if he lives 200 years in this world, that 200 years somebody lives 1000 years also, it's still, it, there is no comparison with infinity. You can't compare it, something that is infinite, and something no matter how much it might be, but it is limited. How can something limited be con compared to something infinite? Limitless. So when that is the case, there should be some balance. But unfortunately, if we analyze ourselves, the proportion of effort for akhirat, that is a fraction of the proportion of effort for dunya. Whereas this dunya has got no proportion in comparison to the akhirat. But when it comes to the effort, the effort for dunya is many, many fold more than the effort for akhirat. This has to change, we have to bring some balance in our lives, where the focus is on akhirat and the moderate effort for dunya, we make that moderate effort in the halal manner, and Allah Ta'ala will provide. Number four, he says that death is inevitable. It will definitely come. Yet his deeds are like those who do not want to die. Abu Hamid Lafaf says, whoever remembers death excessively is honored with three things. Whoever remembers death excessively is honored with three things. These are indeed great blessings. These are bounties. Therefore, this is the way it's expressed that he is honored with three things. Number one, he repents quickly. What a great blessing this is. What a tremendously great blessing. This can only be appreciated and will be appreciated the day a person's eyes closes. So the person who remembers death excessively, this will create that consciousness in his heart. And being insan, he can slip somewhere. But if he slipped, inshallah, with the barkat of this excessive remembrance of death, he'll repent very quickly. Because he'll be concerned, what if my death comes? And this is an everyday occurrence. People walking healthy, fit, no problem, no ailment. And the next thing the person is gone. Every other day this is something that we hear about. Let alone those who suddenly get sick, or though some accident happens, or some other thing takes place, some event happens. Person walking healthy, fit, and suddenly is gone. Without any, he just passed away, just collapsed. Because every now and again we hear about this. So that is so, in, so imminent. And Allah knows best when our time is. So if a person remembers death excessively, this is the first thing that will be, inshallah, that he will repent quickly. Number two, he is contented with his wealth. Because now he is constantly remembering that death is coming. And it is soon. So now why will he be wanting to make this endless effort for dunya? What is a moderate necessary effort he'll make? And he'll be content with it. Whatever comes, he'll be content. Number three, eagerness and attachment is created in his ibadah. And whoever is 
eagerness and attachment is created in his ibadah. This is the third thing. What a great blessing and bounty this is, that a person's heart now becomes attached to his ibadah. His heart becomes inclined towards akhirat. Otherwise, even the ibadah becomes dunya. A person in his salah, his salah also, his heart and mind is engrossed in his dunya. If he's making some tilawat, then to his, he's working out some deal. He's making his zikr also, then too he'll be something or the other of dunya will be carrying on. And the person who remembers death excessively, attachment and eagerness is created in his ibadah. And whoever is unmindful of death is afflicted with three punishments. Thereafter the details of that are mentioned, inshallah we'll continue with this. Allah Ta'ala give us a topic that we should make this a part and parcel of our daily program as we are repeatedly discussing that this is the purpose of this discussion every year this is the time that we try and just remind ourselves a little of these same lessons the object is not just to listen to it but to practice on it and not just to practice on it now in these last few days of Ramadan but for this to become a part of our daily practice no day should pass without some dedicated time just even two minutes, three minutes, but some dedicated time pondering and meditating over death and the events that will happen after death and the questioning of the grave, the questioning of the day of Qiyamah, the scenes of Jannat, the scenes of Jahannam and asking Allah Ta'ala to then grant us this Jannat and save us from this Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Ma'akhiru da'awana ani alhamdulillah. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, subhanakallah, alhamdulillah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Inshallah by 25 tools.